Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Aziza Iqbal with us on Audio Gyan. She is an Indian visual artist, surface design, and pattern specialist currently based in Doha, Qatar. the quintessential maths nerd and pattern junkie she thrives on details grids and symmetry and believes in communicating with shapes and colors rather than words and pictures so welcome to audio gyan uh, aziza thank you for giving us your time and uh, it's a great honor to have you on audio gyan thank you kedar for having me it's uh, good to be here it's nice to chat with you i'm looking forward to this conversation sure uh, so yeah i mean uh, uh i'll set the context we'll be talking about uh, geometry overall in design and try and understand some nuances of uh, your work and how you have been working along uh, patterns and stuff like that so the first thing which i wanted to ask you is uh, what's the role of geometry in design uh, and art as well well actually geometry uh, interestingly is actually the foundation of life itself it a uh, foundation of nature uh, you see it all around you and it is in my opinion or i don't know if uh, you would call it an opinion i feel it is a science of proportion like geometry is a spatial sort of uh, uh, science and i think as in design and in art we are always making those decisions of proportion of placement of some sort of harmony uh, and this is natural because like i said geometry comes from nature if you look at a leaf or a flower uh, there is a certain symmetry in it there is harmony in it so in that sense i feel geometry uh, art is just imitating that in that sense in design and uh, if you look at for example typography uh, you may not be consciously or uh, consciously doing geometry but when you're designing a font or you're uh, doing some typography you're always looking at proportions and spacing and things like that and that is all based on rules of geometry so uh, i feel it's a, i feel it's a natural part as human we are always seeking harmony in some way or the other and this comes from ourselves it comes from nature it comes from creation itself which is math basically yeah interesting interesting uh, so how do patterns uh, influence design i mean since uh, like uh, like you specialize in patterns and grids and symmetry overall so uh, can you can we like discuss more about understanding how do patterns generally influence design i mean can a simple pattern uh, be objectively called as an art form or uh, a, a form of design or like how how well uh, of course i feel pattern a uh, pattern is a language in itself i don't see it as just a filler space or a decorative uh, piece of work i feel there is a language to it i feel that there is a sort of uh, sort of there is some communication that these shapes and this rhythm does to you uh, so i definitely feel that pattern is independent of design in, in the sense so it is uh, it can be considered art it can be considered a part of design it can change change the design because patterns are also like they have their own like you have gentle patterns you have aggressive kind of design uh, you know and this is all abstract like basically a pattern is something abstract and by definition a pattern is something that has some sort of symmetry it repeats 
right? So um, these sort of things definitely influence if they are used in design in some way or by themselves. Uh, I do see it as, like, if you look at, uh, for example, any sort of uh, old architectural building, like uh, one of my favorite places, Humayun's tomb, for example, if you go there and you look at one of the jalis, uh, it's a work of art, right? It is beautiful. It plays with light. It uh, you see you. It has some sort of interaction with you. It does something. It has some sort of. Uh, um, it has a voice, and that's how I feel about Patron. I feel that they all have like you can relate a story without actually saying anything. So uh, and that is actually what I do because um, I've always been not been very uh, good at drawing, for example. So for me, uh, using a grid, uh, using geometry. Uh, to actually make these patterns that can actually communicate what I'm trying to say. This is my way of illustration. You know, it's not um, something that I could do conventionally, and this is something that I've always been interested in, that is maths and uh, geometry and things like that. So definitely I feel patterns are uh, independent of uh, illustration in a, in, and design in a way, and uh, they can definitely be considered art uh, and not just uh, decorative uh, space filler, like I said. Mm -hmm. So are there any instances of uh, pattern used in design and it has solved, uh, uh, it has worked as a function or uh, that form particularly uh, has given some sort of a function within the design? Well, like I, like a best example that I just gave is a jali. Um, it has a function. The function is two ways, the function is privacy, the function is, um, you know, uh, transmitting light. But if you could just take uh, just straight lines, for example, and you could cover a window with it, right? That's not, it is a pattern in a sense, but it's just not got any sort of uh, intricacy in it. It does the job. But then when you put a pattern, a geometric pattern or a arabesque pattern to it, it adds beauty, it does the function, and at the same time, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it is a piece of work, uh, artwork as well. So in I guess that would be one example that I can think of right off the top of my head because I love jalis personally, but uh, and I feel that they are a beautiful example of a combination of uh, function and um, visual, you know. So that is probably one of the examples I can think of. Yeah, I like the window example also. It's quite beautiful. Uh, yeah, so what do you see when you see a pattern? I mean, uh, are you looking for patterns constantly in your process? Always. Okay, always. So, so how does always. that process and work? Can you, can you elaborate on uh, how does that process work and how does that help you in your work? Uh, I've always been into pattern. I've always been kind of looking at um, sort of repeat units. I don't know if it's a kind of uh, OCD thing or I don't know what it is, but uh, basically in a sense that I'm looking at uh, rhythm in a sense. I'm looking at um, shapes, lines. I'm looking at angles. I'm looking at uh, repeat units, for example. So there are basically I would say there are two types of things I'm looking for. One, when I'm actually looking at a pattern that I'm trying to analyze. That's a completely different process. Second is just in general I'm looking around. I go somewhere and I see a go to a hotel and I see a pattern on the ceiling. So I'm looking at that. I'm trying to observe. Okay, this is what this is where it started. This is where it repeats. This is where the line of symmetry is. Um, so obviously there's a lot going on. That is in general. 
uh, and then there are patterns that I'm trying to analyze. For example, I look at a geometric pattern of some sort of door somewhere, and I want to analyze it. So then I'm thinking of what type of symmetry is it? Is it a four-fold symmetry? Is it a five-fold symmetry? Uh, in the sense, what, how many axes it has? So it's quite actually quite nerdy, but that is um, basically the first few steps of looking into analyzing, and this is basically what's going on in my head most of the time, looking at patterns all the time. I'm surrounded by them in my studio and endless source of inspiration for me. Um, but yeah, and even in general, I'm always looking for things like, um, um, you know, just traveling and things like that. So um, that's, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm constantly, constantly looking uh, for the sort of rhythms, I would say. Yeah, that's nice to see so much passion overall uh, in one domain. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to just, yeah, I wanted to just slightly elaborate more on understanding this pattern bit where, uh, uh, like, if we'll start off with slightly defining what is a pattern, I should have asked that much earlier, but like, uh, we can continue this, uh, like, if you can define what is a pattern and how patterns emerge overall. Well, uh, basically, uh, a very... Uh brief dictionary definition of a pattern is something or a sequence of arrange, or an arrangement that repeats, right? So um, if something doesn't repeat or it is not symmetrical, I wouldn't call it a pattern. It would just be an abstract, yeah? So a pattern in, by, by definition has to repeat in some way. Um, if it's a set of uh, a simple, simple shape that just goes on, like, for example, polka dots. Polka dots is a pattern. It just—it's a simple—it's a simple unit. It just repeats itself. So that's a pattern. And then you see, even uh, for example, uh, on um, I would say maybe animal uh, patterns, like you see cheetah. They—it is not exactly the same as polka dots, but it's still repeating. There is still some sort of rule behind how it repeats. So that's also a pattern. Um, in terms of geometry, uh, more specifically, like Archimedean geometry or, or Islamic geometry, which is what I specialize in, there are repeat units and there are symmetries. Uh, you see a link, uh, lateral uh, symmetry where the pattern repeats next to each other. You see radial symmetry where you could, like, for example, you could say, like, mandalas are very popular these days for meditation and people love drawing them. And... In a, in a sense that the mandala is kind of something that is just, you know, it's just there. It's a circular form. But it has a repeat unit, if you see. It repeats on a radial axis, right? So it's still called a pattern. So patterns are basically um, defined by repetition, in a way. And that repetition doesn't have to be regular, but it is, there is still repetition. So that's what a pattern is. And how it emerges, I mean, that depends on every single pattern where... Um, you could just look at, there are millions and millions of them. So, you know, it's, it's hard to define that. But uh, generally speaking, a pattern is something, and it, another thing is that it can fill space, which is why it's very uh, useful in architecture, in textiles, it's useful in design as well. Um, so, so I feel I ha it, it's a very multifunctional uh, tool, um, and it's, it has so much uh, variation and it has so much uh, depth to it. So I think that um, it's hard to define exactly a one pattern, but there are so many types. So this is in a nutshell. Basically, I gave you a Wikipedia uh, sort of definition of pattern, basically. Mm -hmm. So uh, 
I mean, this is very interesting to understand because uh, if if I am I am asking you as a lay person, where uh, if uh, in a general sense uh, you can also say that a pattern is a in a uh, is a form which has a time aspect to it, like it repeats after a particular time uh, in, a, right. in a general sense. So, can you give uh, any parameters uh, which? help define that this is a pattern uh, in art or in general on any surface probably i i'm not sure if i understand the question the, because uh, pattern repeats itself you could say that uh... sorry sorry but there are certain patterns right like there are certain patterns which are identified based on certain uh, parameters right like it repeats after 10 times it like as you mentioned about the cheetah skin or uh, the lion coat which yeah so are there any parameters which help to understand that these things are in pattern? Well, that is where actually grids come in. Uh, there are certain patterns that, that repeat themselves on different types of grids. Yeah. So you could take a hexagon, you could put a pattern in it, but you could repeat the hexagon in many different ways. Uh, you could take, um, like, this is, this is actually part of Archimedean geometry. Uh, where you have three, there are three basic uh, shapes that are uh, perfect space-filling shapes. One is a square, one is an equilateral triangle, one is a hexagon. So basically that means is these shapes can touch each other perfectly and fill the entire space. If you look at any other shape, for example, an octagon which has eight sides or a pentagon which has, they cannot fill the space. You need another shape to support it, right? So now what I'm trying to say is, you can take combinations of these shapes and create very many different patterns using just different layouts. So it doesn't have uh, the parameters are, uh, are probably, I would say, in the grid, and the pattern is basically uh, sitting inside the grid. So the grid is actually the first thing that we need to, yeah, well, like Jenny, when I'm trying to, when you, when you ask me if I'm looking at patterns, I'm always trying to identify the grid. That's one other thing that uh, I would say. That is the underlying order behind something that repeats itself. So you kind of, so, so the grid defines that. So that is what you're um, wondering about is that uh, those are the parameters. You can make a grid of like, for example, um, uh, you can use a square and an octagon. So when you look at a pattern, you can't really see, but you can see that it's not really going straight. It's going, it's got some sort of movement to it because it has a different grid inside it, right? So this is something very, very uh, advanced, I know, but uh, it's basically, this is what you're looking for when you're trying to look at a pattern and you're trying to understand how is it doing this repeat? How is it, um, you know, how is it moving along? So this is this is one of the ways I would say that you're looking at the underlying, you're looking for the underlying grid, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but what happens if the pattern itself is anarchic? I mean, it, uh, there, like, are there challenges while identifying? Because, like, just imagine, uh, or you can give an example where uh, there's a, there's a ceiling uh, in some of the churches where certain things are in pattern but they are so huge that it's not uh, that we as without understanding the science behind it without understanding the geometry behind it it's very tough to identify right so so uh, is are there instances or can you give some examples where the pattern itself is anarchic and it has taken a long time to identify that uh, yes this happens in a pattern 
so i i might just go slightly philosophical here like even the earth moves in a pattern right so which must have been identified which must have been identified after like many many thousands of years so are there any simple examples like that well so one thing is that if a pattern is anarchic then it would be a paradox because it if it does not follow an order then it's not a pattern it's just by itself uh secondly i have no but but the yeah sorry but the anarchy happens at regular intervals then it's just a it's just a demi regular trick it's not it's still it's still it's still not anarchic then a pure anarchy would be completely that it breaks out of the grid um but for example i have to say a couple of things that uh, there are times uh, when you see a pattern that doesn't make sense for example and this happens a lot nowadays this is one of my pet peeves uh it happens a lot nowadays where you see uh designers who try to replicate patterns that are from history but they don't know how it's working so there is some sort of deviation in there so it does take time for one thing you see that and you're like oh this doesn't it's not working something wrong with it and then you realize it's because the harmony was lost at some point so that is one thing that happens when it comes to patterns that are not uh they that have not been formulated properly um and and i'm primarily talking about sacred geometry and geometry in general uh where the pattern has been in, in today's time you know with autocad and illustrator it's very easy to just look at something and trace it but um it doesn't always form itself harmoniously and that is something that is in my mind anarchy you know so if i'm passing by and i see something that uh, like a brochure which, which has used a pattern that is historically used for example and it's off so then i consider that as anarchy i'm like okay this is not you know it doesn't fit into the grid it's breaking off from the grid or something like that so i'm not sure this was the question but this is something that i would consider and uh, secondly like the word geometry itself is very interesting you bring up the the earth rotation because the word geometry itself means earth measure like it is the greek geo metri is measure so the geometry was uh, was has always existed it was offered for public consumption actually by the ancient greeks so that's why the word is geometry is used uh, it's um, euclid's elements if you if, if you've heard of them that that was probably one that is one of the first textbooks of geometry itself so it basically concerns itself with spatial arrangement and relationships of points and planes so these sort of things have existed in for centuries it's that like i said because right in the beginning i've it's it's part of nature it's part of our body. we are bilateral we are bilaterally symmetrical creatures for example so there is symmetry even in us even though it's not perfect symmetry but there is symmetry even in us uh, you know um, another fun fact is um, if you've heard of the fibonacci sequence have you heard of fibonacci so you have the numbers that add up 1 3 5 you know your human hand the proportion of your fingertips to your elbow is in the fibonacci sequence so you know like we are we are surrounded by this geometry we are surrounded by this harmony and so it just makes sense that we are looking to produce that harmony in our work and in our you know visual spaces in our uh, even art for example so you always have that um so i i think that uh, when it basically when uh, when that's not something's not working in the harmony that's when i would say there is anarchy 
in the pattern or in the geometry for example yeah beautiful beautiful <laughs> uh yeah so aziza i would like to uh, actually conclude with one last question which is which i think uh, should take up a good amount of explanation it's slightly philosophical uh, i try to connect i try to connect with a pattern to a man's routine uh and uh, yeah and uh, like if if i mean there's a there's a very old uh saying which i heard uh, that when you don't know zen uh, rivers are rivers and mountains are mountains uh when you know zen uh, uh sorry when you're when you're learning zen uh, rivers are not rivers and mountains are not mountains and when you have learned zen rivers are rivers mountains are mountains so it's it's a pattern where where uh, a person tries to break from his regular monotonous life and uh, and and so and then break that pattern to uh, like get into something more which is much more challenging so how do you see overall uh, art with respect to patterns where you wish to break the routine and so i i this is uh, this is where i'm coming from that people are generally inclined towards breaking patterns right uh, they are more towards uh, changing the monotonous life and uh, is there something similar which happens in design also where yes we stick to symmetry we stick to geometry but there are certain instances where you want to break the pattern uh, to to uh, make something feel much more advanced or slightly differentiate from the foreground or the background so how does that work i mean uh, is like why why is there a need to break the pattern yeah firstly i feel uh, there are different there are two types of people and i think one type of people is basically the creatures of habit which is why a pattern is formed to begin with because pattern it gives comfort you know like when you have a certain routine every day to i would say one side of the spectrum one type of people it gives them comfort right so if breaking the pattern is routine like if something you want to do all the time then it then that is the pattern you see because then it's not the exception that proves the rule the exception is that you're trying to break the pattern because the rule is that we, that you are in the pattern um secondly i feel like um, there is definitely a need uh, every now and then to break out because that is also human nature because um, by humans we are insatiable we we want to always try something else so when, once the comfort of the pattern starts becoming a little bit a little too uncomfortable you want to break out you want to do asymmetry you want to try something but even that i would say if it has to work especially in design um you know you can't just have like if you if you look at abstract art for example uh, you just throw some paint on the page uh, and then you want to it doesn't work like that there has to be some sort of harmony to it so even with asymmetry even with um breaking out of the pattern you still need to have some sort of harmony with it but uh, definitely that is uh, a part of human nature i feel that you want to break that but after a while you find you want to go back to the routine because you find that comfort in it so especially for me because for me the the my work also is the way i live i like the routine you know so and then and then every now and then i'm like oh i'm so bored of this i need to try something else um so that is what human nature i feel and uh, visually uh, see visual patterns and our life 
they are similar but they're not the same so a routine in our life a pattern in our life we may want to break out but a pattern that you're um, you know you see um, visually it works and then when it breaks out it adds that element of surprise so that is a useful tool that uh, that is used in design or is used in art and things like that so definitely there is that because i think that is also a human uh, tendency to do that uh, that we are actually all rebels you know so somewhere or the other we want to kind of try something new we want to try what we've never tried before um and i guess that's that's how it works but at the same time like for me uh, a grid uh like i said because i i was never really good at drawing a grid for me it gives me comfort it gives me that inspiration that oh you know i have a grid i'm going to make whatever i want and it's a very it's a big misconception that uh patterns are very um that they are monotonous or that they are very repetitive in the sense that they're not very creative when in fact if you see if i give you a grid you could put like 2 million patterns in it like different sorts of arrangements different sorts of so there's like a, so many so i never actually find the need uh, to break out of the pattern because the pattern itself is infinite and it's always inspiring and it's always kind of changing itself in its own rules so i have never personally felt that i want to break out of this pattern or i want to try uh, you know something completely different you know in that sense is that because i find these things are endlessly inspiring if you look at nature or if you look at you know like patterns exist on a macro level and a micro level like solar system you see the spirals you see um, you cut open a cauliflower you see a fractal in it so you know these things are not accidental and these things are definitely inspiring in a sense that you don't feel that you could ever tire of them this is my personal view you know so uh, i feel like i feel like uh, a pattern or geometry or some sort of harmony in nature itself is so inspiring do you ever look at nature and be like oh you know i'm going to break the monotony it's not because it's not monotonous that's the beauty of it you know if it's harmonious it's never going to be monotonous and this is i think the same rule we can apply to our lives that there is some sort of harmony in our lifestyle there's some sort of balance in our lifestyle we won't feel the need to break out of it right so this is the same i feel rules the visual aspect of it works and it also works in the lifestyle you have balance you have harmony you don't feel the monotony the monotony comes when you have too much of something and too little little of something or there's imbalance i would say but balance and uh, harmony is always essential and it doesn't matter if there is a routine or not so uh, this is something that i personally feel i very uh, you know uh, i'm very for the the routine and very i mean of course we break out of the routine every now and then but i'm very for uh, the way patterns work even in life and in uh, visual art and in nature especially is that is endlessly inspiring you know yeah i mean it's very interesting because uh, this gives a different perspective also and it answers uh, one of my questions very indirectly that uh, when you want something to be shown with some prominence uh it's best to be laid out on a pattern so like when there is a there is a pattern and you break the pattern to show something and then you continue with your pattern again uh so exactly. it's kind of, yeah it's beautiful because it is it is a tool of communication definitely because like if uh, i mean one of my favorite artists uh, her one of her quotes is like it literally it just describes me 
Georgia O'Keeffe said that I found I could say things with colors and shapes, things I couldn't say any other way, things that I had no words for. And what is a pattern? It's color and shape, and that pretty much says everything. So you could say it by uh, being uh, completely symmetrical. You could say it by breaking out of the symmetry. Either way, you're saying something, you know. So that is basically exactly what the point is, that uh, it is a communication tool as much as anything else. Absolutely. Uh, cool. So I would like to just uh, conclude with uh, one more question. which was uh, just uh, touching upon uh, how has like this is slightly a personal one like wh- what are you doing these days what are your next plans of working uh, along with patterns and how has uh, culture shop overall uh, like uh, promoted your work and like can you just briefly explain that bit and then uh, yeah so at the moment i am actually working on a couple of commissions i am also working on uh, an exhibition next year in sculpture which i've never done before uh, i have absolutely no idea but i'm really excited about it um so i'm working on that uh, for culture shop uh, i think probably one of my most favorite projects has been mumtaz and um, that was an amazing opportunity because again it was a very uh, it was a very neat thing to do the, the brief was do represent your favorite city and i'm i can't you know i can't do a skyline so i was like oh i'm going to do a pattern so that was uh, a really amazing project for me a very close to me and um, and i'm excited that mumtaz is you know coming along now on different pro- uh, products and stuff like that and um and uh, yeah basically that uh, that basically right now that this is what i'm doing uh, working on some new commissions and things like that cool i think uh, this is a good note to end this uh, uh, i had like really good time talking to you and uh, also got to know some more things about patterns and definitely like lot of food for thought here to dive into this subject more and explore it further So thank you uh, Aziza for giving uh, your time on audio again and I hope to have you again. Thank you so much Keda it's been really good fun. So that's it from today's gyan session with Aziza Iqbal stay tuned for more gyan on audio gyan next week till then bye. <laughs>